Well, it's with great joy that I celebrate with you this morning the Feast of St. Luke. And this is on our liturgical calendar considered a feast, and this is why we, we uh, recite the Gloria. Um, it's a feast because this, this guy is an important guy. He is one of the four evangelists. So we have been given a wonderful, wonderful gift in the four Gospels. And Luke is one of the four who, who contributes to that great, wonderful collection. Um, you know, one gospel would have been enough. It would have been enough. Any one of these gospels are just absolute masterpieces. They're, they're incredible. They are able to present to us the person of Christ in such a rich fashion. Matthew, wow, if we just had, if we had just had Mark, that would have been incredible. Uh, Luke by itself would have been amazing. Uh, but he gave us all four. And, and Luke is, uh, one of the most prominent ones. It's the longest book in the, in the New Testament. And also Luke wrote the book of Acts as well. So we're so indebted to him for not only his gospel, but also his account of the early church and what the apostles did after Christ ascended into heaven. And Luke wrote that not as an eyewitness for the gospel and for the, for the first half of Acts, he was getting his information from you know, the community and from the other apostles and, and uh, other, other people who were eyewitnesses. Uh, but at the, about halfway through the book of Acts, Luke starts speaking as if he's recounting his own memories and his own experience. So his own eyewitness testimony comes into play. And he starts saying things like, well, then we went this way and we went that way. He was a travel companion of, of St. Paul. We see in our first reading today his incredible fidelity to St. Paul. Paul says, everybody's abandoned me. Paul's in prison at this point. All right, Everybody's abandoned me but Luke. Luke alone remains by my side. And uh, I think to myself how amazingly humble this guy Luke is because we know anything about him. We know something about him only from just a little smatterings here and there in the New Testament. Not what he spoke about himself or what other people said about him. Just, you know, two or three little handful of things. And then some from very ancient testimony, we know a little bit about him. So if you think about that, he contributed to the largest book in the New Testament and then also the book of Acts, which together make up you know, one of the most important sort of historical records that we have of Christianity. And he never talked about himself. He never you know, gave us much information. He didn't point us to himself. He pointed us to Christ. Uh, so he's an amazing, uh, humble man. Uh, probably we, we can't conceive of how holy this guy is, and only in eternity will we be able to look and see, wow, this guy is an amazing, amazing saint. Very talented. We can tell just from his writings that he was a very careful uh, historian, very well educated. He knew the kind of the genre and the style of historical writing uh, in the first century, and, uh, and that's reflected in his work. Um, it's also says that we learn also too from the New Testament that he's a physician. St. Paul in another passage talks about Luke, the beloved physician. And so I think this is why we have the passage in the gospel today. Today in the gospel, Jesus says to his evangelists, he says, whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. So Luke was a physician and he cured people by means of Knowledge of the natural you know, medicine, natural body, and biology, uh, but he was also a healer of souls, and he probably was given the gift of supernatural healing as well, too. But certainly the healer of souls, and his uh, 
whole ministry and his whole persona as a testimony to the true, to a true, what a, a physician is supposed to be all about. Uh, he is the uh, patron of physicians. So if you have a doctor in the family, um, at, tell the doctor to pray to St. Luke. It's very important. Luke is a, is a patron of physicians. You know, I think his background as a physician predisposed him to become an evangelist, to become a believer, become a Christian first, and also become to become an evangelist. In the ancient world, physicians, the, the profession of the, or the vocation of the, of the physician was a very spiritual thing, okay? So, um, you know, we have uh, the most ancient pagan, famous pagan physician was Hippocrates, and uh, the Hippocratic Oath is still taken to this day by physicians. So if you learn about Hippocrates and you see the kind of the tradition of physician lore and wisdom that was put in motion by Hippocrates, it's very spiritual. Um, so if you look at the different versions of the Hippocratic Oath, they say things like, I swear and I bind myself by, and they, they did it by the pagan gods, you know, they're pagans, but morally speaking, what they were committing themselves to was very venerable and very respectable. I, I swear and I bind myself to... Uh, Never take advantage of children or women, okay, to whatever house I enter into, and they, because the physicians had to go from house to house if they didn't have hospitals, you know, to be able to basically understand that this family and this household has entrusted me with the care of the body of this person and I can't take advantage of that, all right? He also part of a lot of versions of the Hippocratic Oath is I swear never to perform an abortion. Okay, it's pretty remarkable. All right, um, and I, I, and then they also say, I swear to teach this trade to someone close to me and to treat them as a son. And then whoever teaches me the trade, I swear to treat them as my father, as one of my own family members. So the physicians had this kind of holy, sacred bond with one another, like a brotherhood, a family, and they really understood how much was entrusted by people to them. Okay. And they didn't ever want to take advantage of that. So we, this is a this is a really virtuous thing that Saint Saint Luke would have been kind of you know taught and been enculturated into. And so here comes the gospel, and he's like, oh, here's here's you know another way of healing people. Oh, here is another brotherhood. I, he he understood Christianity because of his physician background. Um, today we could pray. First of all, for thanksgiving to God for physicians uh, and for the medical um, profession. Uh, we can also pray, though, that the medical profession kind of gets back a little bit of that ancient spirituality uh, of, a, of a sacred covenant between the physician and, and the person that they're treating. Sometimes that gets lost with all the technology that we have, <laughs> you know, with all our, our advanced medicine and everything else. Sometimes what gets lost is that really sacred covenant of care between the physician and the patient. And the patient can be sometimes become depersonalized in the big medical systems that we have. And so we are really thankful to God for the, for the many physicians, though, that do really get their job and they understand that sacred bond between themselves and the people that they treat. We thank God for that. We pray that that kind of mentality and that spirituality um, would would grow amongst doctors, um, and and we pray that St. Luke that uh, 
that would be the case. And we thank God for St. Luke and we, we pray to him that uh, we would have some share in his, in his great humility and in his care for, for the church.